Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially independent. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and start to live the life they truly desire. Get ready to be uncomfortable. It's not easy to unpack our thoughts and behaviors, but we will learn so much about ourselves in the process. I'm super excited for you to join me on this journey. Let's do this. Hi, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm your host, Megan Dwyer. Today, I want to talk about something that I'm going to go out on a limb and say that pretty much every person in person listening has dealt with at some point. And that's my managing financial stress. Ugh, I just cringe even thinking about this um, because it's come up in my world recently. And um, I think it's really important to talk about. I just want everybody to know that we're all in this together, right? So as I've mentioned before, this past year has been super crazy in my house. Nothing new to any of you, I'm sure. My kids are little. COVID has been scary. I changed jobs a few months ago, and my husband has now lost his job twice. There's been some days during the last year that I just literally didn't want to get out of bed in the morning and face the day. Money has been really tight, especially for a few months in particular. Being the financial planner that I am, I was used to logging into my mobile banking on the daily just to make sure everything looked right to me. But during this period that I'm talking about, I was so off my game. I was reacting to everything. I would forget about payments I made and think that I had way more money than I did and I would end up overdrawing more than once. Every time I looked, it seemed like I was just getting hit with another surprise. So instead of facing reality, I just wouldn't bother And then a few days would go by without me looking at it. And I would sometimes literally end up with $37 in my checking account until my next, um, my husband's next unemployment check was deposited in a couple of days. I honestly became terrified of logging into my account, which as we all know, is just this awful feeling that left me feeling powerless and small. We were dipping into our savings. We were drawing on our home equity line and charging credit cards to get by. It was really touch and go for a little bit. Um, And I just felt just incredibly overwhelmed. I think I didn't want to admit to myself that we were in the position that we were in. For me, if I couldn't go to Target and buy things for myself, I would feel so restricted and literally not know what to do with myself. That was my way of coping, as we've talked about before. And as we all know, I use Target as my escape for anxiety when it was, in fact, now at this point, contributing to the anxiety. It becomes this cycle. We do the behavior to escape or avoid, and then the very behavior in and of itself is making things so much worse. And this is how I knew that I needed to start doing some personal work on this stuff. It was about this time that I started the podcast and I really began to look at how I was using shopping to cope with stress. So if any of this or all of this is relatable to you, please know that you are not alone. This last year has been a doozy that threw all of us for a loop in totally different ways. 
interesting stat that I just read. 60% of households with children have lost jobs or have reduced wages as a result of the pandemic. And in general, 79% of women report feeling weighed down by money stress. So this isn't just a one-off experience. Interestingly, the majority of Americans that are losing sleep at night because of financial stress are women. And women experience stress differently than men. We tend to internalize our stress and worry more. We don't talk about it as much, and maybe that's because we're too intimidated by it or because we don't want to upset other people around us. For me, I feel like it's more of the latter. But all that keeping it to ourselves does is manifest itself into anxiety, which I think has a lot to do with these societal gender roles that I've talked about before. Women have historically associated finances as a means of saving for their family and their security. Going a little old school here, but we tend to see it as more communal and prioritize it to take care of those around us. It's deeply ingrained in us to look out for others first. Think of how many times you've seen or heard of someone give their family money to solve a problem, right? Instead of teaching them the skills and working with them to explore options to handle it, they might throw money at the problem when, in fact, that doesn't actually help anybody in the long run. It might solve the pain in the short term, but it's not addressing the bigger issue. Men, on the other hand, tend to view money as a measure of their power and focus their spending on their own needs and their pursuits. I'm aware this is a huge overgeneralization, but hear me out. Women tend to take more of a micro view while focusing on needs um, needs that have to get done today, right? Today or tomorrow. While men tend to have a more macro view, looking at the longer term, that big picture. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's just helpful to know what we're dealing with here if any of this rings a bell to you guys. Okay, great. So we hold on to our money anxiety and we look at things too granularly. And we know that we all have our own ways of coping with stress, which we're very familiar with. Just look at all the wine and target memes out there, right? But how do we manage our financial stress in a healthy way? I'm a big believer that our anxiety is here to tell us something. We just need to listen to it. So here are a few thoughts that I have. The first thing is literally what I just said. Listen to your anxiety. In reality, no one wants to listen to it because it sucks. It does. It just does. We'd literally rather go do anything than give it attention. We all come armed and ready with our tools to make it go away as soon as, soon as possible once it shows up. But in reality, the anxiety is a signal from our bodies that something is off inside us. It's like this little siren that we can't hear unless we tune out all the other crap. A lot of the time, when we actually pay attention, we can get really good at identifying what's actually going on. What issues or fears have we been ignoring? I really think that anxiety is just a symptom. It's not a diagnosis. If we view it that way, it helps us to realize that there is a root cause somewhere underneath everything that we're not even addressing. We're just focused on making the symptoms go away. Here's an example of what I mean. Um, Just a few weeks ago, my knee was hurting and it was fine during the day, but it was super sore at night. And I would literally for a couple days in a row, wake up in the middle of the night and it would just be throbbing. Um, after a while of dealing with this, I definitely couldn't run anymore and it felt too sore to even walk sometimes. So I was like, okay, I got to do something about this. 
instead of going to my primary care regular doctor, I made an appointment with a chiropractor. And I love her, by the way. She's awesome. She's a holistic chiropractor and she looks at the whole body and what could be going on everywhere else that may be causing this pain or this particular issue. And that's exactly what happened in my case. She saw that there was, she looked at everything. She determined that there was no actual damage to the knee itself, but instead noticed that I was out of alignment in my upper body. I was, something was twisted, something was off. And that was causing me to overcompensate and use my knee in a weird way, which was creating the pain. So she realigned me, however she did it. And within, I would say, two to three days, I was totally back to normal. It was just amazing. But what she looked for was the root problem. She didn't just treat the symptoms with, you know, some ice or physical therapy, which is probably what I think we're used to thinking is something that we should be doing to treat an injury like that. The whole thing was just amazing to me. So with anxiety, it's kind of the same thing. If we honor it when it's coming up and just listen to what it's telling us, it will most likely point us in a different direction. Maybe when we welcome it, it won't have such a hold on us and it won't be so intense the next time. Um, the other thought that I had regarding this or tip, I guess, is, is don't blame yourself and most importantly, try not to fall into the shame spiral. If we blame ourselves for getting into the situation in the first place, it's just going to make it that much harder to get out. Seriously. And what is the point in feeling shame for something that you can't control? This is a big one for me. I spent months feeling ashamed that my husband lost his job. Like it was a sign that there was something wrong with me. I obviously cared way too much what other people thought. This is something that... I just learned from growing up in our culture because growing up, I didn't know who I was or what I was doing and I needed to grasp onto something for safety. So I felt like I fit in. So I told myself these stories that the ideal life is to live in a very traditional way like they do in movies and TV shows, right? Again, and I've talked about this in, uh, before in um, the episode I did about being the breadwinner, but like subconsciously there's this belief that I inherited that men should be supporting the family financially. And when that doesn't actually happen, like in my case, I feel like there's something wrong with me and that I'm gonna be judged, therefore, as a result. Even despite the fact that this is so normal these days, like the, the stats are out there. I mean, COVID just threw everybody for a loop, right? Literally millions of other people are dealing with this too. I think it's important to remember that Shame is about what other people think. Maybe we need to refocus the attention to what we think because that's what really matters. And that's how we're going to heal from this. Another tip I have is to get organized. I am a big believer in brain dumps. Sometimes my brain is swirling with so many things and I am so beyond overwhelmed that I can't even think straight and it stops me from making progress on anything. Like I'm literally paralyzed because my brain can't focus and prioritize what it needs to do next. But when I write it all down, it gets it out of my head and onto paper, which frees up my brain to be able to think clearly again. It's literally like spewing it out in a place that's not your head. I think of brain dumps in two ways. One is a just general brain dump. So this is something that's helped me so much over the last year. 
our lives are busy. And when we have 700 things swirling around that we need to do for ourselves, our kids, our jobs, our families, it's very easy to get overwhelmed. Overwhelmed, by the way, is different than stress. And I plan to talk about this in detail in another episode, so stay tuned for that. It's a good one. Um, But there is actual science behind taking things that are in your head and putting them down on paper, whether it's just a list or on a calendar, whatever it is. It frees up our brains to make room again. I try to do this at least weekly, like on Sundays when I tend to get the Sunday scaries and I get overwhelmed about looking at the week ahead. And then if I start to get overwhelmed during the week, I also do it throughout the week as I need to because we all know stuff comes up, right? Um, The other brain dump that I'm talking about here is for our finances. And it took me a little bit to do this, to finally just like sit down and do this for myself. Um, the last thing I want to do on this podcast is give out any financial advice. I do that all day long for clients I work with. And I think this is where I get to talk about the softer emotional stuff that comes up around money. But I just want to encourage you guys here to focus on the basics. It's really important. I think to actually write down on paper or a spreadsheet or whatever it is that you have, what you have coming in every month for income. So let's just think about dollars and dollars out, right? So your net income after taxes, after, you know, retirement contributions, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, work on putting that together first so you really understand. At, like, it, 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 sometimes you don't even realize where all these income sources are coming from or what you even have. And I think that's, a, that's the most important thing is to put it all down. It'll be kind of amazing to you once you do. Then do the same thing for your fixed expenses, like your mortgage, utilities, rent, whatever, et cetera. I thought I knew all of this for myself, but as it turns out, when I went to pull all this together, I had no idea. Like at one point, my husband was paying some absurd amount for cable because he wanted the Major League Baseball channel, and I had no idea because he handled that bill. So I wasn't like paying attention to this stuff. Once I got the basic understanding, it was just like the sigh of relief. I felt so much better that I was able to filter out what was left over after all the necessary expenses were taken care of. So looking at my net income, looking at my what my everyday expenses are that I need to live, and then kind of filtering out what the discretionary stuff is. Once you kind of get it into those buckets, for me anyway, it just makes things a lot clearer. It helps me to create this sort of like, I don't know, mental budget, but do it however you guys want to do it. But all I'm saying is once it's out on paper or in a spreadsheet and not swirling around in your head, it will help to reduce the anxiety and fear because now you know what you're dealing with. And finally, the last tip I have is to talk about it. Again, no one likes doing this because of the stigma, but we have to. We owe it to ourselves and our kids and our generations after them to do this. When we talk about the things that make us worry, we can help each other. I can't tell you how much better I felt after I've had a conversation with somebody who was vulnerable and real and told me that they struggled too. Not only do you feel not so alone anymore, but it also builds trust and connection with that other person. This is what we're meant to do as humans. I'm not saying that we need to spew our biggest fears and worries to a person that we hardly know. When we start opening up on smaller things to people, though, that we know and trust, then it starts to build from there. So like, maybe eventually we'll feel comfortable talking about bigger topics like salary and income and stuff like that. But for right now, just start somewhere. When women change their perspective on money, the conversations can become more productive and we can literally start a movement to reduce the overwhelm and fear. 
The thing with reducing our stress in general is that it's a self-care technique. It seems counterintuitive, but when we prioritize taking care of ourselves, we're actually doing everybody else a favor too. This took me a really long time to learn. But we owe it to ourselves. We deserve to no, no longer carry this heavy, like invisible weight around with us. We deserve to feel good about ourselves. And anxiety is something that is totally in our control. We create it and we can move through it as well. We don't have to let our stories and our circumstances define us. It's totally up to us and that is really cool. Okay, you guys, thanks so much for listening. If anything in this episode resonates with you or someone you know, please feel free to share it with a friend. And it would be awesome if you could write me a review because as I've said before, the more reviews I get, the more people I'm able to reach. You can also follow me on Instagram at Money Isn't Scary. Thanks so much.